0: Hello everybody, this is Frank Yazvak and we're back again with the Hope the Well podcast and I'm with Pastor Patrick this week and we get a chance to discuss our message from this past uh, weekend, uh, which I was not here so I get like a a little mini preview of it too. But we also want to do a couple fun things too. There's probably nobody on the planet that does not know that Disney Plus launched
1: Oh, there's a couple people that live in a
0: cave. Yes, but they don't listen to this podcast either, and yeah. <laughs> they're they're still not going to know about it. No, they won't. But that's okay. Um, we just thought we'd do a quick review because both of us uh, searched on it a little bit, and and did you actually get it, or did you just get the trial? No, I, I actually got it. Yeah. So I decide, We decided. Uh, we did the bundle. The mm-hmm. Yeah, Hulu, so do we. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESPN. It was still less than what we were paying for Netflix. Right. And uh, we decided to do that, which we already had Hulu, but we got on Hulu with a $0.99 cent promotion. So oh, we well, you're just scoring. Na- yeah, we only paid $0.99 cents a month for Hulu for the first year. So we have been rocking. You said you gave a very poignant explanation on what you were uh looking for in Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. Um, Disney movies are okay. Whatever. That's probably blasphemy for some, but whatever. But uh, I was looking forward to seeing, because I'd heard about the um, Star Wars Program that was specifically being launched with this called The Mandalorian. So last night I took some time and I just chilled out and I watched that and I was completely disappointed. Did you watch it by
0: yourself or did you watch it with Boston? Or... No, I watched it by myself. Yeah. Yeah, it was after everybody went to bed. So do you think it would have been different if Boston had been there and he was like helping? It would have like... doubled the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> double the pleasure. Double the stupid. Um, <laughs> not you in boston the show yeah no no whatever yeah, i got the okay. I, i've oh, reached on a fence so i'm gonna get over it nice well on the flip side of things so i introduced the kids to it and it was kind of like hey check this out and they were so like they haven't watched the mandalorian but they were so excited that it was there um
1: Well, I hope they enjoy it, because everybody's different. Yeah. So, and and the Marvel stuff all being right there is great, too. Like, Boss was super excited. Like, yeah!
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't happy with uh, the Clone Wars, when they produced the Star Wars Clone Wars. Was that animated? Yeah, it was animated TV series, but it was darker. It was much darker. Um, And I wasn't happy with that. The kids, like, I think Judah was the only one that was allowed to watch it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm excited for maybe just a little bit lighter feel overall on the Disney Plus app. Um, Oh, on the app as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with The Mandalorian on that Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, But they were super excited. We went down through the movies, and we were seeing a lot of the older live-action movies that Disney did, like in the 60s and 70s. And uh, some of those I remember getting from the library growing up. And so we're excited to dig into some of those and find some of those. Also, sidebar, uh, Relevant Magazine released uh, an article uh, saying, hey, remember when Wolverine uh, became a Christian in the X-Men cartoons in the 90s? And apparently... I missed that. Apparently the X-Men cartoon is now on Disney Plus because of Marvel stuff. And so you can go and watch uh, Wolverine become a Christian. Amen, I'm not sure how theologically accurate that is, but you know it, it's a good good starting point for the kids. Sounds great.
1: Look, <laughs> <laughs> no, right. kids, Wolverine's a Christian too. It's good for everybody. Yes, and he. It is. really is good for everybody. That sounded kind of snarky, but. Even if you have claws coming out between It your just sounds a little things. funny for Wolverine. Sure, I understand. Yeah.
0: Well, he's generally grumpy, not what you want in a Christian. Yeah, not a lot of joy of the Lord there. Yeah, and the weird sideburns, those need to go away.
1: You know, um, I'm pretty sure weird sideburns are getting into heaven, though. Probably. When, you know, if it's attached to faith in Jesus. Yeah. You know, so inside sideburns can still make it.
0: If his body is renewed, does that mean all the metal dissolves out of his body and he becomes brand new? Or that does he is keep a, the claws in heaven? Well, they're pretty cool. Uh, they're but pretty cool. that is, uh, that's about my pay grade. I, I have to leave that to Jesus. Maybe that's going to be my, like, thing in heaven. Your question? Is I'm going to be like, yeah. you know, not... Uh, you know, did Paul have a wife? Not, uh, you know, is Peter sitting at the right hand of the Father, or whatever? Uh, uh, the no, right that's hand of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, there I guess, you go. Uh... <laughs> um, Or if he's the gatekeeper, or whatever, it's going to be. So, if Wolverine, uh, got saved. character, got saved and made it to heaven, would he still keep the claws? And I don't know. I personally think that's a, one of those funny things,
1: though, that like that we are thinking about, we're going to ask these questions when we get to heaven. I'm pretty sure we're not going to ask any of those stupid questions. We're just going to worship Jesus, and it's going to be a rockin' worship service all the time and amazing. And then, like, living in community with Jesus, and, and yet it's still a worship service. Oh, and that, But not like we think about it here. The
0: community, though, comes in, and I guarantee you there'll be one or two stupid questions. <laughs> Most likely from me. So... And that's a perfect lead-in to a new segment we're going to start um, that I thought we'd try out today. And it's called Really Difficult Hypotheticals. Um, and, I, you know, we'll, we'll kind of keep them in theme with where we're heading overall. And this week uh, in Big Service, you preached on? Well, I preached out of Micah chapter 6, verse 8.
1: And um, uh, what does the Lord require of us? Um, And uh, he requires of us to um, uh, to live justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly before our God. And so this week um, we really talked about living justly. Mm. So So justice overall and justice over. Yeah. So, and and what that really looks like about, are, are we in our relationships and in our life operating in a fair and equitable way in everything now, for that context and, and where they were as a society and as a culture, um, you know, even in the 11th verse, um, God responds, Hey, am I going to bless dishonest scales and, and uneven weights, um, is this place that they, they, they operated in those ways. And so he was saying in essence, Hey, you're, you're cheating people at the scales and at the weights. Um, and we don't obviously have those things. But then we we contextualize that for where we're at today and say, hey, are we cheating people? Are we operating fair and equitably with people? Uh, maybe in our business dealings, but also relationally. Do we do that um, relationally? Are we uh, treating people fair and, and equitably? Um, or do we do that in essence for the people that we really like and
0: are closest to? Mm. And everybody else is kind of, eh, if I can get away with something, I'm getting away with it. Nice. Well, you're raring to go, and we almost glazed over the really Yeah, go back to the, yeah. So I wanted to ask, specifically with Solomon, uh, it was the duty of the king to really weigh out and give wisdom back in the day. Um, and there's a famous story uh, about Solomon where two women come, and they both have one baby. And it's a really sad story because one of the women— uh, accidentally slept on their baby and it died. Um, but both of the women were saying that the baby, the live baby they were presenting to them, uh, the king, was their baby. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously one of them was lying. Uh, and so Solomon, in his infinite wisdom, grabbed a sword and uh, said, all right, well, here's the fair thing to do. I'm going to chop this baby in half and I'm going to give you one half and I'm going to give you the other. And, of course, the real mother instantly jumped out and said, oh, no, don't, don't, don't do that. You know, give the baby to her. And Solomon, in his wisdom, knew that it was uh, her baby. So the really difficult hypothetical question is, if she hadn't, if she had crossed her arms and said, yeah, go ahead, uh, would he have chopped the baby in half? Or would he have, like, raised it as his own and been like this really awesome adopted prince? Assuming that boy, that the baby was a boy. Yeah, I'm gonna assume
1: that there was an adoption. If 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 if, the, if, the, if this other thing didn't happen, because when you're saying this story and you hadn't shared it with me before, I mean I've, I've read the story and, uh, but you hadn't told me what you were gonna say. Um, my, where I was going with it is that Solomon just stood there with his arms crossed and he just gave him the eye, mm-hmm. like until somebody breaks, like. I'm giving you the eye right now. <laughs> not sure it's working. Um, but But if that didn't work, I have to assume there's an adoption thing happening. and honestly, the other thing when you said that, it reminded me of Moses
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and how uh, he was supposed to be killed and that he was saved. Uh, by God's grace, and then uh, adopted into a powerful family, a king's family.
0: Well, so Solomon had like how many wives? How many? Seven hundred wives, uh, three hundred wives, seven hundred concubines. So surely somewhere in that mix was a barren woman, and he would have known that because Solomon was really wise, and so he would have taken that baby and said, sure, you, "You deserve S- that, Samantha." Uh, uh, you. <laughs> You know, here's the here's the baby. I know. Like, I think he called her Sam though, because uh, they were close. Probably. Yeah. yeah. She was one of the inner circle of the seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was only a hundred of them that was the inner circle. I think. Uh, so, yeah. This segment is. Uh, I, I can see
1: this going off the rails every week. Really difficult <laughs> hypotheticals.
0: That's the launch of our new segment. Hope you uh, enjoyed it let's uh, let's let's leave that aside and we'll we'll turn to discussing the rest of the message which you did great already you already took off and uh started everything so
1: all you have to do is wind me up and then just let me go
0: yeah so what does that mean um you know when you were describing the weights and scales it reminded me of uh the scripture pressed down shaking together mm-hmm. running over um and the old story about uh You know, if you were at the marketplace and there was a vendor, the the uh, vendors who were they could tell they were cheap when they just uh, poured the grain Mm -hmm. in the sack and then just scraped it off the top and called it good. But you could tell a vendor was really, really good when they uh, punched. The grain down into the sack. They shook the sack so that all the grain fell into the cracks and crevices and then heaped another spoonful on top so that it was running over. You could tell that they were really good with that. That's what came into my mind whenever that.
1: Well, and as you're saying that, you know what pops into my mind is that Frito Lay is not fair and equitable. They're not just because their bags are whatever, and there's like a quarter of a bag of potato chips filled up, everything else is air. Right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, one of the greatest moments of my life uh, that may be overstating it, but I'll keep going. There's a Frito-Lay factory about 20 minutes outside of the town that I grew up in. We went and toured it uh, with our school, and I got to eat uh, a hot uh, chip coming out of the fryer and uh, dipper and it was like a spicy chip but it was mm-hmm. still hot coming out of the, the mm. fryer and i got to eat it off the conveyor belt at frito-lay was that good it was amazing
1: well that reminds me of like uh, the donuts um crispy cream as yeah. they came off at
0: the glazer um i love that you and i said crispy cream in unison yeah well i mean it yeah. reveals a lot about us it does yeah I'm
1: okay with that. This podcast brought to you by Frito-Lay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Krispy Kreme. Yeah, or, or not as I'm like slamming them for their chips. But every chip company does that. But that's, uh, honestly, don't you think that that says something about culture? That says something about, mm. and so often it, it, it's, it's the appearance is more important than the substance.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it's the appearance that the bag is full. Like I'm going to give you a bigger bag of chips and charge you more. And yet, and honestly, there's less. Mm -hmm. Um, and so much I think that's part of and I know this is maybe a convoluted way to look at it but that's part of what's wrong with today's culture and society that we're all about style over substance Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and operating justly is of substance and there's a lot of that missing Mm -hmm. in today in people, in relationships and it's part of what really makes our culture not so great as it once was because there used to be a time i think that people were fair they they did operate it. not not everybody you know uh, but across the board it, it there there te- seemed to be this sense of you know hey we're we're gonna do the right thing um and uh i'm not saying that everybody does it now i'm just saying that it's not like it used to be
0: hmm. imagine if you opened a bag of chips And it was stuffed to the rafters with chips. How surprised would you be? Totally. Yeah. 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 Like even if you felt the bag and you could feel that there were chip edges at the top of the bag. Mm -hmm. That'd be a really surprising moment. Maybe, just maybe, that's
1: what God is calling us to look like in relationships Mm -hmm. where we're the we're going to surprise people with our integrity we're going to surprise people in our justice we're going to as the church as hope church but as big c church that maybe we could make a much larger dent in a bigger difference in culture and society if we started being a a big bag of chips Mm -hmm. filled and just and right instead of sometimes being a, a bag that
0: looks great but when you open it up it's not well, oh, and that's a good point is that a big bag of chips wouldn't look any different than other bags of chips mm-hmm. because the, the other bags of chips, they, they uh, fill them with air. They fill them with something else. So they look full. You don't go and buy a deflated bag of chips. That's not what you do. Um, so they look the same, but there's something more inside you
1: know what's crazy about this too I, this is a weird i mean this is totally taken a weird i like turn it. i like it though. but how about this that in our expectations now as a culture as a society we all expect the bag to be empty too
0: mm. yeah
1: that says something about how it is yeah We you're not you're not surprised any longer when the chip company is not equitable and fair with you
0: yeah Well, I know that we've gone through, uh, specifically with certain members of my family where they've expressed outrage because they noticed uh, what used to be a 16 ounce can of spaghetti sauce is now a 14 ounce can of spaghetti sauce. Same price, same logo, same brand, um, but it's now 14 ounces and not 16 ounces. And that's happened multiple times, like multiple moments of oh, oh wait a second, like if my math is right, that's twelve and a half percent increase for the sauce people. That is way beyond <laughs> that's way beyond my math uh skills. So you just you proved it. So uh Frank, let
1: me Turn a question back to you, since you weren't here, and give just a fresh perspective from from you. You know, one of the things I talked about that um, where we act justly, you know, in those relationships, and God's calling us to do that in all relationships. I think it's easier in some relationships, especially those people that have poured into us, or that we love, or that we trust, or that have been fair and equitable to us. Mm-hmm. It's easy to turn around and do that with them, it seems. But how about in those places where people are different from us? um, uh, How about those that are not necessarily uh, that we don't like? And maybe even uh, those that have wounded us and harmed us in the past. And so kind of working into that, how do we operate in a fair and equitable way relationally, and in all ways, maybe, with those
0: people? Well, I think it's ironic because I'm currently reading a book called Boundaries, Um, and I think, ironically, some of that has to do with this. Um, Because what you said at the beginning, it's easier to be fair and equitable with somebody who's been fair and equitable with you. That's not always the case. Right. And sometimes we encounter people like that, and it becomes offensive to us because we say, uh, no, I've been fair and equitable to you i should be able to expect the same thing back and maybe their mind just does not operate that way or maybe they've become um entitled and feel like out of everyone that they know they deserve fairness and equity um but they're not required of fairness and equity um but when we look at people who are outside really of that scope of people that we like um We just have to, I mean, uh, I don't want to throw us back to the 90s with what would Jesus do. Um, But it's a good place to start our conversations, probably, is just saying, okay, Jesus encountered a whole lot of people that were not fair and equitable. Um, People who uh, were prejudiced against Jewish people, uh, people who were the focus of cultural prejudice uh, like women, um, Mm -hmm. slaves Mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, Roman centurions he encountered a lot of these people even ones that were oppressive to his people and you can correct me if this is jumping outside of where we need to go but it's almost like that area was much easier for Jesus to walk in than the people who, and I know, that's a weird thing to say, (laughs) but um, those people were the ones that he interacted with. Those people were the ones that he treated with mercy. Those people were the ones that um, he did life with. Uh, It was the ones that decided that uh, they were the judge and jury that he really... um, not turned his back on, but found difficult to relate to, uh, because um, they weren't being fair and equitable, but also because they thought they knew enough to tell other people that as well. Mm-hmm. That was a whole lot of words, and I'm not sure they all made sense. No, I think we, we get it. I think that,
1: uh, uh, I think we, we, if we kind of pull this all together, I think the one thing we need to remember always is who is jesus how do we become like him Mm. and he was just he operated fairly and impartially um uh, where there was no favoritisms with him you know right except for me i'm his favorite but apart from that and everybody's just a close second anyways but i'm kidding everybody um but What does God require of us? He says, this is what the Lord requires of you to do justly. And so as much as maybe we want to put some disclaimers on there or we want to do something, how we want to shape that to to fit our narrative and our circumstances and um, our emotions, God doesn't put those things on there. Jesus didn't put those things on there. He just said, "This is who we are," because this is His character. Mm-hmm. And if it's His character, and He's our model. This should be our character. And um, and this is the that's the hard work of allowing God to reframe and reshape us as individuals as men and women of God is allowing him to take things like this because this is in essence it, we could we can make it an easy scripture oh it's just everybody you just oh I'm a just person but when you really go down to brass tacks we have to really ask ourselves am I truly just in our relationships or just the ones that
0: I think and what does God want to say and do in me But we also need to differentiate between acting justly and being the judge. Um, Delivering justice. uh, The difference between delivering justice and acting justly. Because one says, I'm going to treat you the same way. No matter who you are, I'm going to treat you the same way. And that's good. The other says, I see all things and i have the power to judge that person and in situations where things are unbalanced i will bring the balance and there's a scripture that speaks about god being the only one that should have that place now when it comes to uh, areas like social justice Mm -hmm. um you know we've talked a lot about that over the past couple months um, you know, really maybe spending some time this next year focusing on some of those issues. Uh, if we can bring balance to those scales, what an amazing example for the world, right? We yeah. can be, but we're not delivering judgment to no. anyone, yeah. We're bringing mercy, <laughs> like, we're bringing these other things to yeah. people. Um, and when we set ourselves up as a judge and we decide that we're going to bring justice to, to a situation, when we see wrong things taking place we're probably stepping outside of the boundaries that we're supposed to operate in
1: now i I agree with you i i don't think that we've been called to step into that place of being a judge um and yet making things right doesn't necessarily mean we have to be the judge it means this that we're an active participant in living justly with one another yeah what god's called us to do that's good that's good I hope it helps i hope this podcast is helping as well and uh it makes us think a little deeper
0: um than you know maybe what we're getting on sunday yeah and i hope you also excuse our ramblings and uh funny words uh i feel especially like i go off the rails sometime and i appreciate grace in those moments I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here at the Hope of the Well podcast. Like always, like, share, subscribe to this uh, podcast, and uh, we hope that you join us next week.